All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NPOD, Essential News Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Jose. I'm Sterling. And I'm Everett. And today on the Essential News Discussion Podcast, we bring you our very first guest. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll allow him to introduce himself. What's going on? My name's Philip Cheatham, and uh, happy to be here on the show with you guys. If you guys don't know or if you haven't heard in prior podcasts, Phil is now the, the person in charge of our money section on the on, on the EssentialNewsDiscussion.com. That's correct. Uh, on Facebook, it's called Money Matters. Um, in addition to that, he's also a friend. Um, we worked with him for a couple years. A couple years back, stayed in touch. Um, just has some really good, interesting takes, and it's uh, a lot of fun talking with him. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate the introduction, and I love what you guys have been doing so far with the show. So. I'm definitely happy to be here and be a part of it. Appreciate you, brother. All right, so before we get into the topics, we have a few uh, ad reads that we're going to go through and just a little uh, self-promotion. So we'll get started with Ember. Uh, yeah, first is uh, Black Only Pies. Black Only Pies is a black-owned business that sells the most delicious-tasting pies. If you're black, you probably have somebody in your family that makes the most delicious pies on special occasions. One online order can be your special occasion when you order a black on black only pot. To save ten percent on your order of pies or merchandise, use promo code NPOD10 at checkout. That's E N D P O D one zero at checkout. Go to blackonlypies.com and use promo code NPOD10 at checkout. And Black Only Pies is an equal opportunity merchandise and pie seller. All right, excellent. I also want to take the opportunity to um bring up our new one of our newest partners we, we brought it up last week it's ff-creations.com ff-creations.com they run our shop section on essentialnewsdiscussion.com and francesca the owner of ff creations can create pretty much anything you like from a custom face mask custom halloween bags folders uh t-shirts you name it she can make it i mean it's it's pretty much a custom order apparel uh shop and you can make requests directly on our website on essentialnewsdiscussion.com. You can look for her on Facebook at FF Creations. So ff-creations.com is the site. And that links directly to our shop section at essentialnewsdiscussion.com backslash uh, shop. Perfect. Um, the Essential News Discussion Podcast, or NPOD, can be found at npod.com. That's E-N-D-P-O-D.com. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. <clears throat> Uh, we don't want to grow without you. So if you have a business or are interested in partnering or working together, please reach out and let us know. You can message Essential News Discussion via social media, contact us through the website, EssentialNewsDiscussion.com, or email directly at SterlingB, that's me, at EssentialNewsDiscussion.com, SterlingB at EssentialNewsDiscussion.com. All right, y'all, all right, so I'm going to go down the rundown. Basically, I'm going to... Let everyone know all of our topics in advance, but I do want to give a shout out to our co-host here, Everett, and his Your Art is a Mirror. Uh, Your Art is a Mirror covers all the media uh, and, and music-related things on EssentialNewsDiscussion.com, as well as the yay underscore, well, you, you, you do the rest of it. Yeah, Y underscore, A underscore, I underscore, A underscore, M. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, um. But anyways, rundown. So today we're going to be covering or discussing why 52% of young adults 18 to 29 live with their parents. Because they're weak. Is BLM creating more racist? We're going to cover the bill that's being proposed in California that has kind of some dis disgusting ties, I guess, or inappropriate ties to, to pedophilia. 
We're also going to cover the most infamous hair appointment in 2020. <laughs> and Operation <Shut> Safety <laughs> Net. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, some interesting. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> oh, hair net, hair net. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly why we brought you on. It's a setup. Um, all right, so I'm going to introduce the first topic a little more in depth. Uh, 52% of young adults age 18 to 29 are living at home with their parents. I think we all know what it is in relation to. The most interesting aspect of this article that is up on EssentialNewsDiscussion.com is the fact that this is the highest number since the Great Depression. So there's a lot of numbers that we've looked at, and there's a lot of similarities between the unemployment number and then now also the amount of young adults that are living at home with their parents. So uh, just wanted to see what everybody thinks. 52% of ages 18 to 29. Uh, let's let Phil start off as our guest here. What do you think about uh, half of young adults living at home with their parents? Well, actually, the first thing I want to do is kind of do the math of when they were born. So, I mean, 18 to 29 puts them, uh, what does that put them? That puts them in Right around 2000 and 1990. Mm-hmm. 2000 and 1990. So, where does that put them when they are going into college? That puts them in between uh, 2010 and, right and now. now. And right now? Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, they would have, if you went into college in 2009, um, you would have avoided what we did, which in, in our age group, I believe we're all in our mid thirties. Right. Uh, we, we would have got, we were supposed to get out of college right during the, you know, the 2008 financial collapse. Um, I, I, obviously. I was able to participate in that. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So obviously there weren't, um, you know, you would have had a bunch of job prospects 2007. You would have been all pumped up. And if you were graduating in 2007 or 2008, you know, a lot of that changed. Uh, and then if you go in today where these guys are graduating either now or 10 years ago, they actually did have a have a significant opportunity, at least, you know, from the 20, 2016, 2017, 2018 until 2019, even until coronavirus um, to participate in the economy as the first thing I'd, I'd, I'd kind of want to point out. So it kind of makes sense that these young adults are going back home to live with their parents because they're entering a job market at literally the worst time you can enter a job market. Not to mention some of them are students, too, who can't go to campus. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think there needs to be college reform? I mean, I think the obvious answer is yes, but... Just want to see what, mean, what part you mean of because of because of this specifically, or you mean maybe this can be the motivating change that causes uh, college tuition to go down, maybe because it is ridiculously high, and then also the fact that it's not really making people that much more prepared for the uh, economy they're going to be entering. Mm-hmm. But just, just some stuff I'm throwing out there for thoughts. I, I, I'd I, be interested how much college applications are down, and I bet they're down. Yeah. I believe that actually. I think there's something to that generation of of, of young adults too. It's not it's the current financial uh, climate has a lot to do with this stat, but but I do think that this generation of young adult they they want things that that are different than what we wanted. They're finding that current teenagers now, you know, the people turning 16 years old, they don't want to drive. That's that's not an important thing for them anymore. You know, it was for us. So I I think it, it, it it's in relation to to the economy, but I also think it's a generational change kind of thing. These we we were excited to get out of the house. You know what I mean? We we That's wanted true. to do our own thing, wanted to be independent. We valued the 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 hard work it took to be independent, and I just think that, that starting with that generation of of, of young adults, it, it it changed. 
to be. The, is it a scarier world? Because it, what you just said about the, uh, I, don't, I didn't even, I didn't, wasn't even going to go with what you were saying, but what you just said about they don't even want to drive. I've actually heard that from my wife, who's big in in uh, child psychology and uh you know a therapist with actual patients and i've actually heard that exact thing from her and then when you said that my wheels just started turning and uh the biggest thing to hear that is you know i'm like i try to put my finger on it and is it that the world seems more scarier are they being you know are because i it's almost like we escaped this in our generation brief like you know, by a by a small margin, and not all of us did escape it. I think our generation, the millennial generation, is actually uh, suffering through a lesser version of this. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, and and you know, it, it's 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 really how how are we prefacing people to go into the world? I mean, if you're being taught, you know, money is bad, and 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 uh, being rich is bad. I mean, these are just some things that I I actually think. It are prevalent ideas in our culture right now. Um, you know, is that is that the issue where then it's just scary to even go into the world? I don't I don't know that it has anything to do with specifically about money being bad or success being bad, but I do think kids are not as prepared for the world the way it is. And the world has always been rough. Well, you know? we 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 were never prepared. It's it's just it's 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 a different reaction, and I do think he's onto something with with the fear thing. Right, but what I'm saying is, I don't think that the world is different. I think that those that people are just less prepared for the world the way it is. Oh, I, the world's definitely different. I, I wouldn't it's call not. it less prepared because I honestly don't feel like I was more prepared than these guys are. It's just that we were, we had a tougher shell around us. You know what I mean? We were willing to to go out into the unknown more than they are. So that's why I, our, I, our our generation's suffering from this too, Jose. Just not at the level. No, it's that's not true too. N- nowhere yeah, near at the same level. Of course, these. These these guys are still millennials, a portion of them, not all of them. The the people in the late twenties are still part of our generation. That's right. The younger kids they're they're now a part of this newer, what is it, Gen Gen Z or? Yeah, they came with the new classification. I just feel like the way I saw my parents struggle a little bit. I feel like I had some of the same struggles in the beginning. I, I don't know. I, I mean, now things are different because you got the pandemic and the way the economy is. It, but that's a whole other conversation. I think. Well, it's it's partially important to it. But I'm we grew yeah. up in an era where internet wasn't a part of our entire childhoods. These guys did it. Information. Whatever it just. Whatever it just said. Sorry to interrupt you, Jose. Whatever it just said about. Um, what did you just say, Everett? You said. Uh, I said that uh, I went through some of the same struggles my parents did. I seen in that. Yeah, wait, so so you hit something there that made me think, you know, for the longest time, generation after generation, the goal has always been to outdo your parents. True. And that's lost. Yeah. That's I, I actually agree with that 100%. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I so they're just less equipped. They yeah. haven't. They haven't. There's less the of a desire yeah. to. to yeah. Out, he, he, you keep going back to equip, but no one's, no generation's been equipped more than these guys. They've, they've no. had access to more things than we ever but did. You're, but, you're, but you're, you're. I don't know about that. You do have. You've got. You've got. Uh, you've got less purchasing power in the dollar. You've got uh, their parents. You know. Yeah, Equip-wise, what I mean is information and and, and yeah, access that, to to. But that's only one half of the things. That's only, only that's only one half of the story. If you have all the tools, you don't want to use them correctly. Then you're still ill-equipped for the job at job at hand. Yeah, access doesn't necessarily guarantee success. Um, In fact, sometimes it's a major hindrance. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have too that's many true. options. You don't know what to focus on. 
that's a that's a good and point. I could make the argument that college, uh, the access to college, is a hindrance because people kind of just, um, you know, they just go through the flow of college. They follow the path they, and just and expect then, and results. And then realities, yeah, reality of working a job and getting up every single day and paying your bills and figuring out how you're going to manage your money hits you in the face at 24 or 25 years old uh, versus somebody that goes into the workplace at 18 or 19 or 20 years old and lets that hit them in the face. I feel like they're learning a lot more about the real world uh, mm -hmm. than, than college. And I mean, we can get no. into the college subject to be a whole nother show of what they're teaching there. But no. I mean, yeah. It, what I would think will happen now is kids who have to work through work and pay for some of their college themselves in the future are going to have an upper hand on kids who don't have to do that at all. I think a little bit because they're going to, they're going to have the same knowledge those kids have, but also work experience and experience paying their own bills. Well, if you go back to the student loans, I mean, the student loans were, is, is if you study it, the student loans are what made college more expensive. True. Uh, before the student loans existed, same with housing and everything else. But so, uh, before the student loans ever existed, uh, the, the politician's actual pitch, if you go back, was to the people that had to work summer jobs to go to school. But before the student loans, your parents either wrote a check and you went to school and you got your summer vacation. Or if you didn't have that luxury, you worked through the summer and you graduated with no debt. And then mm. a politician came along and a politician said, oh, hey, that's not fair that you have to work and they get to enjoy their summer vacation vote for me and i'm going to get you student loans so that you don't have to do that and then with the with the student loans the colleges were able to just increase the tuitions uh astronomically uh to the point where now you have to get a student loan even if your parents are are, are well to do i think that's awesome and that's yeah. also why uh you are a admin on the uh, money matters page because uh there are no. some significant tie-ins there uh, from the financial aspect, and it's 52% tie-in of young adults living at home. No, no. Going back to the the stat, and and we we covered a lot of the uh, psychological and, and and social reasons why this is happening, but the the real reason why this is a topic in 2020, and let's let's bring out the elephant in the room. This is really a coronavirus bullet point. Now let let's let's cover why the pandemic and the and, and the current. Uh, economic climate because of the shutdowns and things is, is causing this stat to be at 52%. I don't think you're even seeing the coronavirus numbers in that stat. I yeah. think the corona, coronavirus is going gonna, is gonna to multiply that stat throughout the next 18 months. So you think that number is going up? Like we're not looking at the worst. Oh, definitely that number is going up. It's amazing to me how people just think anything is just going to suddenly turn around. You need a sign for things to turn around. You need you need something you need you need a bottom for things to turn around. So uh, it, what I mean by that is you need a you need a um, you know basically if it comes to asset prices, right? Uh, the guys that the guys that sit on the sidelines with all the money, they wait till there's nobody left to buy the stocks on the Robinhood app. That's mm. when that's when the real money will come in. Is when there's no there's no retail money left to buy these things after they've collapsed. So is that a fair to That's, assume that you're talking about government programs going away 100%? I don't know. I wouldn't say government programs are going to go away 100%. I actually think they're going to step up government programs quite a bit. I think you have to see more of these stimuluses and things like that. Um, I think they're going to they're going to actually probably hike uh, what they pay out in unemployment. There may even be a permanent federal 
uh, a stipend attached to that. Um, but what I, what I was originally saying is, is you know, this, this hope and this wish of anything turning around or when you see stats like this or you see people leaving New York City and you see people leaving California, um, something needs to change for that to reverse course. There needs to be some sort of major sign. Something big has to happen for that to reverse course. Um, and, and that's what that's what a bottom is in asset prices. That's what um, <clears throat> that's what, you know, with coronavirus right now, uh, we don't see an end in sight to this. Uh, and on top of that, you're not even feeling the actual fallout yet because people still have a little bit of money in the bank to get them through. If I lost my job right now from coronavirus, I might still be trying to feel, find a new job. I'm talking to my mom. I'm talking to my dad. Hey, I might be coming home if this thing doesn't turn around. Uh, you know, my lease is three months, has three months left on it. Uh, this this, uh, you know, but I'm still going to try. I'm still going to try. And and if you're in a, a Los Angeles or a New York where all the rich people are fleeing um, and people I don't think many people understand uh, how important rich people are to an economy. Um, all of us on this thing, I don't know if I'm doing too full much full disclosure here, but we all worked in the same building and the same job at one point or another. And uh, if you ask yourself this question, if the rich people disappeared, would you have any money from that job? The answer is no. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm getting the sign in my head from my mental producer that we got to cover four more topics. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to say what we already said. Adam, oh, let's Joe Rogan this, man. Let's go four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. We're starting a little late in the night to do a four-hour one tonight, All right, but so, uh, we'll so probably I... come back to that another time. <laughs> so final thoughts on this topic. Uh, I think we got it all out of the way. We got yeah. a lot of stuff that's related, so I'm good. Me too. Uh, yeah, there's a hundred places to go with what we talked about. I mean, it but the next, next topic is a little more direct. Yeah, this next topic is going to uh, cause some controversy, I think. But is BLM creating more racist? Sterling, I want you to, uh, to, to start by elaborating more on what you meant by, by that question. Yeah, this is, this is my question that I came up with, but we all agreed that it was worth discussing. Um, there's obviously been, been a lot of protests, and with the protests there have been uh, people taking advantage. So you have rioters and looters. And there's just been a lot of instances where you can see, again, severe and significant devastation and violence, also just awkwardness. And then there was uh, one moment that I saw in Rochester where there was a Black Lives Matter protest and they went to a restaurant and they were there intentionally with the purpose of disrupting the meals of the patrons there. And a lot of the patrons happen to be white. A lot of the Black Lives Matter protesters happen to be black. The look on some of the people's faces that were leaving the restaurant made me think like this person may have not had any particular feeling one way or another about Black Lives Matter, but now their only engagement with the Black Lives Matter movement was them knocking their food, drinks, cups off the table, chanting. Destruction. Yeah, destruction. destruction. And so it made yeah. me think like, so this person may have not have been racist prior to this interaction, but now they have this negative experience and that Black Lives Matter group, that particular one group, represents all of Black Lives Matter to them. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to have this perpetual cycle of never ending racists that need to be protested against and protesters that are turning people into racists. So I, I may have chosen some uh, fiery language, but that's the topic and just wanna see what you guys think. No, I, You did a great job with the question. 
Cheers. I <laughs> I personally think that um, you you can't create races. Mm-mm. People are are either they they are or they aren't. There's no there's no in between. You can't make just like some people believe you can't turn homosexual. You're you're Doesn't born that racism way. Racism come from experience. Mm, but Sometimes. it takes but it takes a lifelong experience to get there. One, I one, love what you're saying that you can't create racist. And then as soon as you say something as definitive as that, I go all the way to like a like super other I, side of the spectrum. Well, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. Happen, I'll backtrack right, a little bit. Right, you can create racist, but it takes a lifetime of 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 experiences to to build this hate. Or one really awful like. See, this is the thing: is you say anything, anything definite. I go to like, you know, like you're like something terrible happening. It, it, it's, it, 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 I'm talking about a point zero one percent thing, so it's not even worth it. I actually wanted to say, um, say that, and then tell you I love what you're saying that you can't create racists and hear the rest of it. Most races are 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 learn it from family, and they learn it from a very from a very young age. You can't have someone in their 40s or 50s having dinner that's never had racist feelings and, and make them feel racist over one incident. It, it won't happen. Now, it, what, it, not if, an incident like that. Right. Now, what you could do, you could have... You could, and it doesn't, it doesn't help that all the protesters, like, aren't black. You know? So, I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> I, you know, I think... <laughs> I, I was going to say... I was, an extra element yeah. of hilarity. I was going to say, what you could do, you could make somebody against the entire organization because of that interaction. And, and you can make some, some people that... that will never act out on their inner racist thoughts, start acting out because of some of those types of experience you, you just described. Someone who always were anti-black, but were never, never never intended to express that thought outside of their own right. consciousness. You know what I mean? They, they, they have their inner thoughts, the same discussions we all have with ourselves. You know what I mean? Your, your, your internal dialogue, if you will. So they, they had those feelings. Never once in their life did they act out on it until a situation happened to them. Like they were out to dinner with their wife and Black Lives Matter trashed her anniversary dinner, for example. Right. That may be something yeah, that weren't, triggers. Weren't the Black Lives Matter a bunch of white people? Yeah. Um, you're and talking that about one. two different protests. So in Rochester, it was a mix. Uh, I've noticed more black people than white people. But I think in D.C., uh, because of the Republican National Convention, there were a lot more white protesters than black protesters. And if you go to EssentialNewsDiscussion.com, Essential News Discussion on Facebook, you can see where there's a group of white protesters harassing um, primarily a white woman, mm-hmm. but she's there, I think, with her husband as well at a restaurant. And they're chanting, no justice, no peace, Black Lives Matter. And it's all white people. And it's a very interesting observation. That would have been her best response. I've seen it. Her best response would have been like, none of you are even black. <laughs> Yeah, she, my, she that would have been her best response. Have, I'm sorry if that's controversial. Yeah, she didn't. I, I, I'm not against white people a champion of equality for black people, but I mean, there's got to be a. Right? There's got to be a. Does that count as that's counts as I, I mean, yeah, because there was no. For what reason? Why they harassing? Yeah, there's no reason for that. I think they should have paid the bill, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't. I, I have this firm belief that that nobody should tell you what to do unless they're paying your bills. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I've got a very firm belief on that. And I've, I, I hold it up to when people call me and when people tell me, oh, this person's bothering me, I've actually gone, doesn't that person pay your cell phone? And I go, here's your predicament. When someone's paying your bills, they can tell you what to do. End of story. Man, that's, a, so, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting point. I do want to get back yeah. to answering the question. 
because I do think I have something here. He must have got kids. I man. love what Jose said about how. <laughs> Uh, I love what Jose said about how uh, uh, you, you don't think you can, you can't create racists. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, now, did black is Black Lives Matter creating more racists? Now, we I think we're all, we're all kind of verging on. It's more like waking people up to what's going on, and you know they're going to want to go research it themselves. I don't think anybody's walking out of that restaurant, um, maybe in the heat of the moment, saying something, but actually feeling it and believing it. See, I, I, I've got a I've got a different different interpretation of what's going on. And, and did Black Lives Matter create is going to create more racist? I don't even I think I think we were all we've all been taught and ingrained to see so much through race and through this lens of what race I am or what race you are. And we've we've been taught so much to see that 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 actually created Black Lives Matter. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I... and I don't know. I don't know where this comes from. The schooling, the 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 this, the that, the other. But I mean, it's it's like we are we are all seeing so much through race. So I mean, are we all racist? And I, I my answer would be no. But I, I think we're looking at way too much through the lens of race, and, and it's been my entire life at 37 years old. I mean, I originally sat in a classroom with everybody and learned about these things and, and, and taught a certain way about them. And uh, and, uh, you know, I, I grew up with everybody and I don't feel like the millennial generation and I never have our millennial generation has any major issue with hatred on skin color. I, I just don't. I, I feel like your experience is, is very similar to the rest of ours. You grew up in in, 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 in an area where we're. People were, you know, intermixed. You grew up in, in, in the D.C. metro area. We, we grew up in Florida where it's, um, at least Everett and I have. Sterling grew up in Georgia. It, it's all areas where there was a, a lot of uh, diversity. You can't say that our generation experienced what you experienced because you didn't experience all the different versions of, of our generation's experience. Where you currently live right now, the the 17-year-olds, the 15-year-olds in high school didn't have the same experience you did in high school because they weren't exposed to the same diversity you were. So you can't really say the millennial generation isn't uh, as, as – or ha- doesn't have the potential to be as racist as other generations prior because it's it's, it's all uh, geographical. And be real with you. I'm the only person in this room. What's interesting uh, about these areas, though, Jose, okay. if you're going to say – if we're going to talk – if we're going to say that, what's int- I, 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 I'm not sure – I think I interrupted you a couple times, Everett, and I'm not. I didn't, I didn't hear you going. <laughs> I think in, I can see bad. why you and Jose are friends. That's, that's what y'all do. Interrupt, interrupt radio, radio people. But it's okay, Charlemagne. All right, all right, Charlemagne. Come on, come on, Charlemagne. <laughs> yeah. So if if you don't know, uh, Phil, I'm, 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 I hope you do, but I, I have a habit of always interrupting Everett, and but, you 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 joined me in that. <laughs> here's what's interesting about what you're saying. Because I, you know, I see I see this a lot, and, and and I grew up in the D.C. area, but I also it was like Northern Virginia and D.C. I was born in Washington D.C., but um, I see this a lot. Where and and I was I was a I was a I was guilty of this when I was in Northern Virginia. I wanted to get to a city, you know, and this kind of goes back to the last conversation where we all wanted to get out of a house. We wanted to get to a city. We wanted to experience the. And I was I was outside of a city. I had a metro stop going into D.C., but I wanted to be like in D.C. Um, and what's interesting about that is it's not just me. The you know the kids that stayed in that area that I grew up with, 
they all moved into apartments that used to be southeast uh, D.C., which was a bad area, which is now $4,000 apartments because they all wanted to move into the city. So in an area like I'm in now, what's interesting is if you want to go talk to kids that haven't been out of the state or haven't been out of the you know surrounding states, never been to New York, never been to Los Angeles, they want to go. And they're also they're also rebelling against their parents. So they're they're you know, they're more almost more indoctrinated into this culture that they that there's that they're kind of removed from. If that makes sense, where they 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 want to be a part of of, you know, the big happenings. They they you know, they they don't want to hold on to any of the values that are in their surrounding neighborhoods that they grew up with. And they you know, they're, they they want to go and, and, and leave and go to Los Angeles. And I've met quite a few of them. Uh, actually, the first, the first, uh, uh, the first, and the second hotel I stayed at, uh, where when I was deciding to move here, um, the uh, I know that sounds weird, but the first and the second hotel, the front desk person was like, oh, "I want to move to LA," when they found out we were from LA. So, you know, it, it, it's the you know, there's a there's a much bigger cultural connection. Uh, going on no matter where you are phil for for uh, our listeners who don't know where where are you referring to not your exact location but what side of the country are you in now i moved from los angeles to southern missouri recently so people in southern missouri there's still a, a few people or it seems well what, what jose's getting at and what city. jose's talking about is our very low minority population okay so there's a now you know, interesting enough to me, I went out to eat yesterday and uh, I was sitting there and it looked just like Los Angeles to me. Everybody was there represented. You mean so, everyone was white, just like L.A.? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but uh, well, that's funny because L.A. is a little segregated, man. It truly is. Yeah. I'm tell- if you live in a- if you live in certain parts of L.A., you don't go to the other certain parts. There's no reason to go there. I, I live mean- in a different part of L.A. I lived in the, you know, the Valley, the downtown, the Glendale um, but you know, there's a whole other part of LA that you don't really go to if you live there and you're, you know, you're able to afford to live in the nicer areas. So, it's, so LA is a little segregated, not even a little, I would call, I would call Los Angeles segregated, to be honest with you. Nice. I say nice is a good summary of what LA is like, because I lived in LA for a little bit as well. And I agree with you. It is, uh, in my opinion, very segregated. Uh, again, growing up in Georgia, I grew up in, a a small suburb just outside the Atlanta area, and um, it, it was pretty well mixed, and I didn't feel like I got that same uh, viewpoint when I was in L.A. But um, let's go ahead and give ourselves our closing thoughts on this topic. Let's keep it short as best we can. Is Black Lives Matter creating more racist? A yes or no answer, and then just explain your answer in a, as quickly as you're able. I'm going with a yes, and I, and I know that doesn't sound like it from my prior uh, uh, discussion on it, but... It's not creating more. It is just making people uh, expose themselves as racist more. You know, people that would have kept it to themselves otherwise are now uh, being more vocal about their feelings towards certain groups. And and Black Lives Matter is is a spark creating that right now. They they feel like they're being attacked by by the movement, so they're they're speaking out more. So it's not creating more. These people were already racist, but. When it's making say, them more vocal about it. When you say exposing, do you think that it makes it? Um, do you think that this feeling of racism is justified in any way, shape, or form? Uh, sometimes it can be. Uh, 
Sometimes the the, okay. the that's the, the media does a very good job on both sides at at, at agitating agitating people. us. Yeah. People are agitated over the virus. It's also media on the right is agitating us about the protests and, and, about the, that and about the riots and stuff. I don't know it makes it okay to be racist though. You can't. It, it's not, not justif- It doesn't justify the it's feeling. A pretty good setup. It's no, a nothing good justifies. But it's a setup. Nothing justifies being racist. I, I agree with you, but nothing justifies us acting like complete morons over a virus either. But the media is in charge of that. The media is in charge of it on both sides. There's being racist is low IQ. Being racist is low IQ. You can quote me on that. I and I've thought that. that my entire life. It didn't make any sense to me when my mom explained it to me. Well said, As a dude. little kid. Phil, take, take, it's low take IQ. Is Black if Lives you're judging somebody off... I'm going I'm to finish and then answer your question, Sterling. Right. I just wanted to throw this in there. If you're judging somebody off of the color of their skin, and if that falls into absolutely any of like the top five things you think about this person, you're functioning on a low IQ. I agree. Well said, man. Uh, I totally agree with that. Um, you said you answered the question. Do you want to answer it now or do you want ever to go? Acting on emotion based on whatever the media tells you is also low IQ, by the way, guys. That's true. All right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we need a, need a segue. I want to hear Everett and then I'll go. <laughs> a segue <laughs> off of erases his low IQ. I agree with Phil completely. I think... Um, you guys were talking earlier about different parts of the country being more inclusive. Like you said, um, I've been in Florida my entire life, literally, like generations of my family, and I, it's pretty segregated. I feel like I feel like a lot of people are already feeling these, are already feeling feeling a certain way, and I think now because of the way things are happening, they feel empowered, right? Like Jose said, right? So it's not creating any more races, but it is just giving them more, giving them ammunition, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. My question to both of you would be on on both sides, like, or or are we talking about uh, are we only talking about like white people being being racist? No, justify either way, because if you think black people are becoming more racist, I think that's fair. I mean, the media is feeding us information to tell black people that white people are racist. They're also feeding us information to tell us that black people are out of control with their protests, rioting and looting, tying mm-hmm. the three together. So, I mean like provocation is the perfect word the media left and right are both uh trying to get the reaction from the people that view their content the most yeah if if you're if what you just ended with now is 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 blm creating more racist i didn't think about it on the other side of it a hundred percent yes it is then it's creating more black people who are prejudiced I wouldn't call it black racist because it's it's hard to be racist and a minority. That's, well, that's a whole other discussion we can have another day, and we yeah. we've had these discussions off air before, so I don't even want to get into it on this. But see, before that, before that answer, it, 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 I and I'm just telling you the way that my brain's working. I wanted to answer. I wanted to you know be the other side of this and answer this question no, and I can't answer it no because I just I, I think I already did where. Black Lives Matter is a product of something else that was already happening. Hmm. Black Lives Matter is the product of this race kaleidoscope is what I actually like to call it. I haven't heard that from anybody else, and I've been saying that for a while. So you want to uh, brand it? I, Trademark. Well, I, 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 feel, I, feel like, I feel like, you know, we're supposed to, we're not, I was trained as a white person, right? And when I was still a, still a liberal and I voted for Obama twice and everything else, I was, you know, for the first 26 years, 27 years of my life, maybe even more, um, I felt like I was forced and I was told that I had to view everything through this race kaleidoscope is what I like to call it. And the way that that happens is, and you know, here's, here's a white experience, 
it, it, this and this is real and I don't think it's voiced a lot. I don't think it's voiced at all. Um, you know, when when I was a kid in school, you know, if you said something that was totally innocent and and I'm not going to say anything that, you know, me or somebody else or give any examples, because I think it's I think what I'm saying is clear and I don't even need an example. Um, you say something as a kid and kids say stupid stuff all the time. That's totally innocent. And they're told that that's racist. And when they're told that that's racist, it's like, oh, so that means before I speak and before I think, I have to feed everything through this filter of is this going to be racist or is this going to offend somebody? So this is this is what I also believe keeps people on the so-called, as Candace Owens likes to call it, Democrat plantation because we're constantly forced to view everything through this racial kaleidoscope. And me saying this, I can just imagine all the instant backlash of, of, of while well, you're supposed to, and you're supposed to view it through this, and you're supposed to view it through that. I can't tell you how much personally my mind opened up when I threw that race kaleidoscope in the trash. You're not gonna tell me how to think, you're not going to tell me that a thought of mine is racist because I know I'm not racist. And you're not going to tell me, you know, me reading this article or me listening to this person or me supporting Donald Trump is racist either. And if you are, you need to make that make sense to me. And it doesn't. It really doesn't. My brain thinking and having rational thoughts and trying to come to logical conclusions without the race kaleidoscope and the, the uh, fear of offending somebody or the fear of sounding racist to somebody. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. I shouldn't have to do that. And, and I don't think anybody else should have to do that either. So I know you didn't want to go into it, but you, you, you kind of opened up the topic and I know there's going to be a lot of people wondering, I already know your answer to this because we've of course off air personally had, we've had some of these conversations but g give me one example of an innocent time where your where your innocence was accused as uh, racism. I'll give you the actual story. So I'll give you as young as it goes. Because af after this story, it happened many times, but this one really stuck with me. Um, and this is something I've actually thought about recently. I was in fourth grade, and I had a great friend that I'd been friends with since second grade. His name was Charles. We actually used to, I remember Charles is calling from my mom, you know, when we were at home and we weren't even at school. It was like the first friend I ever spoke to on the phone. It was my friend. Oh my God, you have a black friend. Is that what you're trying to say? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Let me get to the story. So, so, and th that's a whole other thing, right? So that's, that's an example right there. Oh, you said you had a black friend. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Oh, that's something else I can't say now. Right. So th that's another perfect example right there, but that's not what this story is about. I'm going to give you the story. So uh, me and Charles, good friends, hung out on the weekends. I went to Charles' house. Charles came to my house. And uh, in fourth grade, we're standing there. It was like, a, you know, all the kids were walking around. I don't even remember what it was, but the teachers were all there. Some parents were all there. And we were all like walking around playing games in the two classrooms and uh, et cetera. And a teacher and a couple other parents, um, my mom wasn't there, but a teacher and a couple other parents asked me, they're like, what do you want to grow up? And honestly, I don't remember what I said. I might have said astronaut. I might have said president. I don't even remember. 
But this is actually going to be funny because I've been this slick since fourth grade um, because this was completely innocent. And they said, Charles, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I go, Charles wants to be a garbage man. Ha ha ha. Totally innocent. Just hitting your friend. I'm actually impressed that I when I thought about this story recently, I'm actually impressed that I was that slick at like, you know, an insult and a low blow. And I was, you know, that um, uh, able to communicate. I mean, that's a that's a that's a communication. It's a fun. Ha ha. You know, type of thing. I didn't know at the time I had to be called into the principal's office with my mom. And keep in mind, this is in fourth grade. So I'm uh, I'm uh, how old are you in fourth grade? So I can figure out the year. Uh, seven, eight, nine. Ten. I was seventh at first, so I was a little bit younger. So seventh, eight, nine. Uh, nine. Eight, nine. Yeah, I was nine years old. Okay, so unbelievable when I'm telling this story and thinking about that right now. I mean, it really that irks me. I was nine years old, and they were accusing you of racism, <laughs> and they're accusing me of racism. Okay, so so they bring my mom and and uh, and they they bring up this thing that I years. said, <laughs> and this went this this took place in my home for weeks, if not months the issue because essentially I was accused of being racist, right? My mom's response, I'll never forget. And it was the perfect absolute response she could have ever said. Um, and everything she said was true. Uh, she said, first of all, Charles is at our house almost every weekend. And when he's not at our house, Phillips at his house. And secondly, all the garbage people in our neighborhood are white. <laughs> <laughs> and it was true. They were. Yeah. I was in Northern gonna, Virginia. I'm be honest. This is not what I thought this story was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want some, you want some right turns? You no, man. Ever, ever, trying to find a place to put his hate yeah. that he doesn't have anymore. I go. I was. I was. I was mad as shit for like five minutes. Look, look. The rest of my life. The rest of my life until I started questioning this narrative. And really, what it really took is resolve in my own brain to go, you know what? I'm not racist. I know I'm not racist. Nothing I can watch is going to make me racist. Nothing I'm going to listen to is going to make me racist. And you calling me racist makes no sense. So until I got that resolve in my mind, I literally walked around with this, this filter kaleidoscope worrying about race nonstop. And I... I, I can assure you I'm resonating with a lot of people if they listen to that because yeah. I see it. You know how I know this guy can't be prejudiced? Oh. Any straight man that says kaleidoscope as many times as he just did <laughs> can't have a prejudiced bone in his body. For real. <laughs> I like it. I didn't, um, I didn't get a chance to say I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, that story is not what I thought you were. Like I said, not where, where I thought you were going with that. What so, do you think about the message of the story or the point of the story? I think that that was an extreme, an extreme um, response to a, a joke that a, to a joke that a child made in elementary school. No, no, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong. It's you, happening, you, Everett. You, it's happening much worse than that. Phil, right did now. you have a legitimate accusation against you by a teacher or a principal? Oh yeah, like yeah. I sat in the principal's office. Like I think my mom was. I was in fourth grade. He got sent home was, on racism. My you mom. Was you know what's crazy with this. I don't. I don't know if I got suspended or not. I did get suspended when I from that same school for like messing up a Halloween haunted house or something and you some other things. Face, but were you? Well, no, that, be a, that would be a problem. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. But <laughs> the the the, the, uh, 
that's that's happening, man. That's that's a that's a real life. Um, I, I I would say that creates antifas. That's projection, is what right. It is, and right? what the, it the, well, the, the the did you hear what he just said? He said that's what creates antifa. He does. doesn't mean black antifa. He mm-hmm. means the white kids that are enraged. Yeah. yeah. No, so, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if I hadn't ever had the mental resolve to go, you know, I know I'm not a racist, so I can turn on Fox News and see what they're saying. If I had never had the mental resolve to do that, I'd be Antifa all the way right now. I'd be Black Lives Matter all the way right now. And here's what's crazy about your story. I was. So this is like in D.C., right? You're... This is that was uh, actually that school was in actual D.C. Okay. A private school in D.C. So I'm gonna flip it because uh, my experience as a kid here in Florida was a little bit different. I actually had somebody call me call me a nigga when I was in first grade. Right. So it's a different. So from my perspective, now I have to view I have to view everything from this kind of barrier because this is how this is how people think of me uh, externally outside of my family. So it's two different experiences that kind of give you the same kind of childhood trauma. You know, what's interesting is you said this is how people think of me. And at first grade, you don't decipher between some people and all people. Right. Because your interactions is all people. So that's a that's a pretty interesting. Again, that's uh, what, do, what do you call it? Uh, two directly opposed views right. that you guys both experienced and uh each story is um it's just it paints a it paints a good picture for people to appreciate not necessarily a good picture about what happened but right i wanted to add one thing because um i want to i always i have my opinion too obviously is black lives matter creating more racists i kind of flip-flopped on my answer my original answer was yes after phil's story I think the answer is no. I think that if you are not racist, you are not racist, and you see yeah. what a group of black people are doing or a group of white people are doing, you know that that just pertains to that one particular group. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're able to. I look at it like, yo, man, these these people are crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This group of people. This group yeah. of people is crazy. Like, look at these crazy ass people. Like, I'm not thinking. Man, look at those crazy ass white people. Or look at them crazy ass black right. people. I just know, it's just crazy ass people. You know, what I think. Oh man, it's time to go home. I'm gonna change. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, we, we have a little printout here of um, our topics. Hey, real, real quick, Sterling. Before, real quick. Yeah. Real quick. This. I'll make it quick. Um, I want to add something after hearing Everett's story, and and what I think is that people of every single color, it doesn't matter if you're white, you're black or whatever, can learn from both stories. Listen, man, whatever's sitting right here. 100%. And the reason I'm saying that is (laughs) is one of my favorite recent books that I read is is by David Goggins. And he's got the same story you have, Everett. Mm. And and, and a lot of people have that same story. And I think think my story is, is also extremely prevalent. It's just not, it's not spoken about. Uh, I think it will be here soon. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, David Goggins is one of, is one of the most impressive people to me right now. I, I, I tend to, my favorite people tend to have a ton of money and, and he doesn't. <laughs> um, and I love him for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but he's got the same story and I learned so much from that story, even though I'm white. Right. But what that tells me is that my story isn't something that, that you know can just be related to because you're white you see what i'm saying like i right. i resonate and i i did i live it and this is the biggest thing people talk about is did you live it did you live it no do i resonate with it do i have empathy do i have compassion um do do i 
Do I enjoy reading this person's success story out of that struggle? Yes, like immensely, because we all struggle. That's the, that's the thing that I think we miss a lot is that is a rich, poor, whatever color you are, we all have our own battles we're going through. And, uh, and, and this life is, this life is, 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 is rough on all of us, man. Um, and then it's amazing. So it, so, but, uh, the biggest thing I wanted to point out there is, is, you know, I've, I've learned from similar stories and, and, and what that tells me is that my story doesn't just apply to, to, to white kids. That's, that's something, you know, all these stories, we all gain information from that we can apply to our own lives. I couldn't well said. More. Well I think said. Everett and Phil, you guys stole the show with your stories. There, no, those 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 stories, yeah, stories were were amazing. They were amazing, and I I, I do want to add a little bit of one of mine. Uh, I and you guys telling your stories just kind of like put things into full circle for me. But we all met working at a certain building in in Winter Park, Florida. Mm-hmm. The most racist experience that I ever experienced in my life occurred when I was about five years old across the street. From the place I made some of the most money I made in my life off of that community. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the city- where you where where you developed and started your career. The, the paychecks don't even matter. Yeah. Uh, the the sit go right across the street from from that building. We my my mother broke down when we first moved to Florida from from uh, from where we came from, and uh, of course my mom is is a, a very dark complexed complexed. I I happen to be on the lighter side of things, even though compared to a white person, I'm still brown. Mm-hmm. But but I'm I'm light skin and my mom's dark skin my sister's dark skin they were they were in the car cars broken down and uh, people instead of pulling over to help and mind you this is 1990 so there's no cell phones there's there's either a payphone down the block or you you, you don't get help and uh, of course being freshly moved here we spent all the money on this you know pos uh, hoopty that that my mom had. And uh, anyways, we broke down on the side of the road, and rather than people stopping to help, they were throwing like Seven Eleven cups at us of soda and, and garbage and debris. That sounds and, like old and, Florida, though. A and, bit. And, and yelling racial slurs. And this is in Winter Park, circa 1990, across the street from the place yeah. where I, you know, started my career in in in, in, in the automotive business. You know, it's, it does crazy. You say that you say 1990. I'm sitting here shaking my head, man. And I honestly, when I hear this stuff, it's it's like. It's it's tough for me to believe. I, I, it, it's, a mom, I believe it. Just you know, think I of it: believe, a young mother and two children. You, yeah, you know yeah, what, no, what I'm telling you is, I just it's just like it's just like so that is what's created our current culture today, and none of us had anything to do with it. Like our age group. That's true. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. But anyways, I want to move on. Uh, we, yeah. we've, we've had our fair share of stories on this topic. And, it's and that disgusts me, too, by Great the way. You know, I, I got to throw that in there. I mean, that's that it's just horrific. Horrific. So both of your stories, too, I want to point out are horrific. My story is more like, uh, you know, it, 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 it's more like just like a, a, a slight mental abuse. However, this slight mental abuse I think has taken a serious root into our culture. Um, you know, so I think we're done. So anyways, we're <laughs> so moving on to the bill that's stopped. being proposed in California. Uh, Sterling, oh, can you? Take yeah, it? this is a, a multi-layered issue. So um, 
It's either going to require a lot of time or we'll just touch on it and move on to the next topic. Um, so what happened in California is there was a new, this is the headline from Fox 11, which is a local Fox affiliate in uh, Southern California, Los Angeles area. It says, new California bill would lower penalties for adults who have sexual relations with a minor. So in providing additional clarification on that headline. It's a little bit misleading. A little it bit. is a little bit misleading, correct. Um, so what happened was, this is the part that's ironic. I mean, this bill was... This, this bill, this bill was I, I don't think it's misleading. I don't think it's misleading. Well, okay, so as long I'm, as you can answer me this question, because I don't well, know don't a lot about it. Yet. Don't ask sure. the question yet. Let me get the clarification <laughs> first. So that's the headline that they used on Fox 11. Supposedly, in the article, they explain where the bill itself is not changing the age that is being affected. So they're going 10 years back, and all they're doing based on the article, is allowing um, the LGBTQ community to have the same benefits under the law that straight people have. So it's in regards to the, the type of sex. I got to know the ages, man. No, so, so Phil, hold, pause, wait, wait, pause, wait, pause. Let me, let me, it's, it's not really that, because it's the kind of opposite. What they're doing is they're changing it so that Certain types of acts are included so, in the same so category. So let me let me elaborate, Everett. So what what's happening is currently a 15 year old can consent to sex with a 25 year old as long as that sex is vaginal. Mm-hmm. If and, they have and any consensual, and it's consensual. Any, this is California state law. Correct. Correct. Right. Any but other sex act, whether oral or anal. Is a statutory rate basically? I don't even like that. I, see, I don't even like that age range to begin with. So, so I agree. Gap is extreme. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a ten-year gap. So a, a sixteen-year-old can currently consent to vaginal sex with a twenty-six-year-old. Yeah. How young does it go? It uh, fifteen it is the is the is the floor. Fifteen is the floor. And, and so, just so we know, so no fourteen, no thirteen. No, and just so you, just also being put this out there, it's within the discretion of the judge whether they're going to be sentenced for it or tried for it. Right. So not, the judge can but discretion alert, discretion, right. use discretion to decide if the white person should get less time than the black person. No, no that's not no, what. That's wait, wait, what are you? What, 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 what kind going, of what also, Yeah. A- anyways, so <laughs> the 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 current proposal would make it so that a female. That's twenty six years old can have oral sex with a female that's sixteen years old, and not not be uh, in trouble for statutory rape, basically. Because currently, they, the the sixteen year old female can't consent to oral sex. Oral sex is illegal; it's an illegal act for a minor or an adult. Right. It just matches the law, basically. Yeah. So right. it's, it's, I think my head. I think my you just sent my head into a permanent shake. <laughs> I think the the way to rectify this because I I think LGTP, LGD, LGBTQ. Plus or minus, folks. Can I tell you why my head's shaking? Because it doesn't even have anything to do no, with but the, it. Let, let me finish and you'll have your head shaking moment. The, the the current proposal is to try to make it equal for the LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. The way to make it equal for the LGBTQ people is to remove that right from the straight people. It's just exactly. no, no one gets to have it. You yeah. know what I mean? I, you know what's crazy? I disagree. Only because people in high school are having sex 18, 16, right? You got to reduce I think, age range exactly. from 10 years to... Like three? There you go. Yeah, yeah. In in Florida, I believe it's it's they have a similar law, but it's much it's much less than ten. No, it's not. It's like sixteen and twenty. Sixteen and like twenty three. No, it's twenty four. I always know that because I knew. Because you looked it up because you wanted to do it. No. What kind of? I knew. Yeah, you about you about to catch his hands. You about to catch his hands, bro. Go ahead, Phil. Go ahead. 
my head's shaking not even because of all this age range stuff or anything else anymore. My head's shaking because my main question to this is, why is this the law you're taking off the books? They're not mm. taking it off the books. They're, they're just changing it. Yeah. No, they, they are. They're they are. They're, what they're, they're taking off it. the books. What they're taking off the books is a certain amount of people that otherwise would have gone to jail. Correct. Well, no, they're expanding. That's they're expanding. expanding. Yeah, That's they expansion. didn't. Yeah. Okay. You so what they're doing expanding. is they're expanding okay, a bad less, law. Okay. There's less things in California that you can go to jail for now. Correct. <laughs> correct. How many other things could we have focused on and taken off the books? Uh, From million. the drug war, literally a million. To I agree. So many things that we could have we could have done to reduce a, the prison population. The thing is, though, I don't know that this would have been news, except for the fact that people are trying to make it into something like they're making pedophilia legal. Otherwise, I think because I, they are because right. it's currently legal one no, way, well, and now they're trying yeah, to make it legal other to, ways. Listen to what Phil's saying. They are but, expanding the amount of people that are allowed to commit heinous acts. We already agree that if you're allowed to do this and you're straight, it's bad, right? Yes. So they're expanding that opportunity I to think other the, people. But thing, I think the 10 years thing is, is something that needs to be reformed. I, I don't live there, right? So but I, I just think there's, I think there's a hundred issue. Right. And they don't reform We're it in really the way making, that it should be. I agree. What I, I'm I saying is, with Phil, I don't, the headline isn't, isn't dishonest. It, it really is expanding pedophilia. So, uh, so what, here, what's here, really uh, making me shake my head, though, is I'm totally in favor of reducing the prison population in all states. Except for sex offenders. Okay? This yeah. reduces it slightly, maybe. I, I, I hope it's not a giant reduction. Okay? But but uh, there's so many... There's 101 other ways we could have reduced the prison population that everybody would have been on board with. How about how about uh, 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 small possessions of drugs? Well, we already agree with that because yeah. we know that they don't want real prison reform. They don't want real change. No. Nope. They, they're going to target things that are going to only minimally affect the way the, the status quo. And they're going to target things that are inflammatory. They're going to target things that are going to get ratings and reviews and clicks and views and all that nonsense. And that's so here's exactly the, so here's, what we're giving it. And but uh, we need this to is fight the results I see. And to be honest, and this this law, except for the age thing, which was already there, they didn't change it all. Doesn't really bother me because it, it just makes it both here, sides. Here's my thing yeah. with, with with things centered around equality, and I'm and I and as as a it's minority, I, I I tend to pay attention a lot to these things. And you know what true equality to me is? It's not having the same opportunities as everybody else. It's having the same challenges as everybody else. Equaling out the amount of challenges. So if these people truly want equality, equality should be getting rid of the, the, the law for, for the vaginal sex portion of it. That's equality. Equality is everybody e being equally. I'm sorry for the French. But everyone what, being equally fucked. That's, but he, that's but equality. Here, but here's why the age limit matters more than that. It's because people in high school are having sex and people turn 18 in high school. So now you're going to take this in no, the no jail. One, no one's talking about 18-year-olds having sex with 16-year-olds. We're talking about 26-year-olds having sex with 16 year I, I get what you're saying, brother. But what I'm saying in the, in the, the law... Is people between within ten years. So that means seventeen, eighteen, sixteen, eighteen. If you do what Jose is suggesting and you do what Everett's suggesting and combine these ideas, all you're doing is reducing the age range. Right. The hey, age range in hey let me hit you with some years. can I hit you guys with some results? Sure. Yeah. So your dad can still go to jail for not paying child support. But now you can have sex with a male that's ten years older than you. Great job, California. <laughs> 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 
You're not wrong. I'm not arguing that Progress? point. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> like, who is this helping? That's a great question. Gay, gay kids in high school, I guess. Yeah, That's it. Guess. That's a, I don't no, know who it, that is. You know what? It's, it's really helping. They're getting the, these sugar daddies. It's helping young gay teachers or people of influence over young people. Hollywood producers? It could be that. But, I mean, in all honesty, it could be, like... Not child stars you know, exposed. You know, you know why I only kind of agree with you with that because it just makes it up to the discretion of the judge. So that yeah. means you're a teacher, you're still going to jail, well, man. Yeah, so if you have connections, you're able to. What? Apo- you think a high school phrase, teacher has you're able connections to get off on lesser charges because you happen to have a connection with the judge? So now the judge has become more powerful. We don't want to empower the judge, the person who reigns over the judicial system. We want to empower the judicial system. So why are we going to give the judge the discretion in a ten-year age gap hey, to man. decide if people go to jail? I, or I just think someone's just really mad they weren't able to diddle Zac Efron in High School Musical. What? What a weird take that. <laughs> what a weird take that. No, I, I'm, I'm very passionate when it comes to protecting children. Hey, man, I know they didn't pay for this, but I got to shout out this uh, Zoom LA. This sounds amazing right now. All right. Keep it going. does sound good. Yeah we, yeah, we we may have conquered our audio problems, so we're very much looking forward to this. And thank you, Phil, for being our guest. Let's take a second. We'll do some self-promotion here real quick. Um, Everett just showed me his uh, logo for Your Art is a Mirror. We'll work on getting that up on the website soon. That website happens to be EssentialNewsDiscussion.com. And to see Everett's work specifically, you'll go to EssentialNewsDiscussion.com backslash entertainment. entertainment. And don't forget about Francesca Fulgencio's FF Creations. Hey, man, we ain't saying find... legal names out here, man. But go on. That's a good point. Yeah, you want to put hands on this dude, cuz? <laughs> uh, if this you want to check out her work, she does names. great work. Um, it's been a long time goal um, to uh, I've got no give relation her the promotion to that she deserves for the work that she does. FF-Creations.com <laughs> will take you to the EssentialNewsDiscussion.com shop. And then, of course, we have Phil, who's managing our Money Matters page, EssentialNewsDiscussion.com backslash money. And as a side note, I'm trying to get this uh, first interview and first podcast up in a week. Yeah, yum. So... Um, Let's hope things go well. Hey, absolutely. Let, let me know how I can. No, nah, I'm not hope. I'm not hope. I'm not hoping, bro. We, we, this is gonna go well. Yeah. Word. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I'm not uh, hoping. Good, good work for everybody involved. We're gonna keep growing. And, hey, man. Uh, doesn't matter what anybody else. We, says. We've been on this topic uh, about this uh, California bill, and I, I. We don't even live in California. We live in Florida. I. But it needed to be covered. California is what the eighth largest. My my final America. thought is there's a million other laws they could have taken off the books. To yeah. Why help. this one? That's true. Hey, I, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media recently about uh, posts getting reshared about uh, Ashton Kutcher's involvement and, and 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 shout out to him by the yeah, way. Yeah, shout out to him for if if, if I, I don't I haven't verified this to be a fact, but if he really is involved with the FBI and the CIA on combating child trafficking, shout out to Ashton Kutcher at putting his career on this on, on the sidelines just to put effort into something he cares about and and a, and a cause that really is helping people out there. For real, everybody go watch that '70s show. Yeah, also, I believe that if he has a lot of security, uh, he testified in front of Congress a while yeah, ago. Yeah, he did. So, um, I saw that. Uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of work being done. Um, who knows if it's attributed to Ashton Kutcher or any other source? But whoever it is that's providing this uh, very important information, uh, we're getting the results right now. So that's one of the positives of 2020. That's true. Speaking to him, you know I'd love a good to movie? see what his security detail yeah, looks like. The butterfly effect. That. That's a good movie. Yeah, he's, he's he's probably got a whole Secret Service look, level of detail on him. But anyways... Uh, probably got them hands, too. He probably does. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, you don't want to get punked. But, <laughs> but anyways, we're moving on to the the setup. 
<laughs> We're moving on to the topic where a hairdresser, I got a be- hairdresser. Let, listen up, a hairdresser, where tricked the person that's Spin third in line off. to have all the new codes. I got to be honest, this makes me feel like I'm in between like a like two groups of cartoon supervillains who keep doing ridiculous bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty fair description. That's what's going on. So on to the bullshit. Uh, yeah, just anybody who doesn't know, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, went to a hair salon in San Francisco. The only problem with this is that hair salons are closed in San Francisco due to coronavirus safety mandates. Got him. So, hey, Phil, she, didn't you have to get a black market haircut in, in an L.A. at some point? I'm telling. I got two, what's the I reward? Got two black market hair, haircuts in Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, if I tell you, man, what's the reward? How much I get? Why is it called black market? Dude, I literally <laughs> went. You got, got black barber? With the lights out, okay, and a police officer actually knocked on the window, and we all sat there still, not saying anything. That actually happened. You should cut that yourself, boy. That's crazy. This was in in May. I don't think I would have gotten in trouble. It was a, uh, they said it was a. It's a setup. $1,500 fine or a $1,000 fine. Golly, boy. They got caught. Something like that. That's a lot. So so, anyways, Nancy lot. Pelosi, who's who's uh always speaker, ab- of the house. speaker of the house, who's advocated for these lockdowns, did the same damn thing I did. Went and got her black market haircut. Did got her got her the one keeping the salons closed. Exactly. How hypocritical is that? And a, and and then she gets caught hey, and, and says it's a hey setup. hey man hey man it On was it was a setup. It was a setup. It's her, a setup. Her. her her, is a, her office is a setup. Her office set the whole thing up. Is a setup. It was a setup. Is <laughs> <laughs> a setup. Hey, Sterling, was it you that had the best quote on this? The best quote I've read on this. I think it was actually you. It was either me or Jose. Uh, but go ahead. Maybe it was it, Jose. It, it, was, uh, either it was way, a, you saw it on EssentialNewsDiscussion dot com. But go on. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So, so tell me if this was you guys. It said. Uh, it said. So we're gonna. No, I think it was you, Jose. So we're gonna give the nuke codes to somebody that gets set up by a hairdresser. Bingo! You got it, Jose. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was me. I take credits. Yeah, that's the absolute best thing I've seen written about it. Yeah. So uh, fortunately, what you mean by that? Does though? not have nefarious intentions. Because it's basically Everett. It's not challenging her about being set up. It's going okay. You were set up, and you were, however, you were set up by a hairdresser, uh-huh. and you're. She was set up at a place be... that's had their video cameras installed well, for what four do you, years. What do you mean? What do you mean by the nuke codes, though? By I'm curious. She's if if Trump and Pence dies. She's I know the this president. already. I just want you. To, I, just, yeah. I just think that's funny to me that the people holding up the election are the people who will lose the most, right? You lost me a little bit, but go ahead. Keep going. All right. But anyways, uh, so so we're supposed to believe that her office <laughs> called to set up this appointment. <laughs> postponed the election. She's, you know, I, I got to give it to that hairdresser. That hairdresser, first of all, she was giving an illegal haircut. Well, so so I'm sure she got the fine. The hair salon owner and the hairdresser are two different people. Correct. The hairdresser yeah, the hair salon is owner. The hairdresser is an independent contractor. Who happens to have keys to the shop, by Correct. the way. But but anyways, this, this she's she's really wanting the American people to believe that her assistant called this called this hairdresser set up this whole thing, and then this hairdresser said, "Wait a minute, I'm gonna set up Nancy Pelosi because I haven't been making any money all these months." I would have. I gotta be honest with you, if I owned a hair salon, I would 
Fuck it. I would. Do I don't it. know if I would have ratted her out. Why not? I would have. Who, that took some really. That 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 took a lot of guts. Yeah, but think because, about I think about how much money she got from who she ratted it out to though. Okay, so there's a chance that the money she got paid from Nancy Pelosi, she's not going to get to keep now because she came out and spoke out about this. But rich people don't pay; they, they're terrible tippers. So, like, what if, what if she, what if they paid her a lot? What, what, what if she got paid? I'm law, saying, what if she got paid a lot? What if she got paid a lot of money? It's a black market haircut. I'm I sure know, she paid black market haircut I, I price. Feel you, I'm joking about that part, but I'm saying, think about how much money people get to leak stories. That's a big deal. Media wise, right? So imagine how, how much TMZ, money she got paid. I've heard of, I've heard of TMZ yeah. paying large amounts. Think about it. I have not heard about local news affiliates. Paying Who'd large she amounts. leak it to? I That's what I'm saying. To know yeah. If she got paid or not? Yeah. It was Fox News. Who don't? She probably got had, paid, bro. Whoever had access to the video cameras is who leaked it. Not the salon owner, not Nancy Pelosi. No, the salon owner leaked it, dude. Yeah, yeah the salon owner leaked it. She probably got paid, dude. Not the hairdresser, the salon yeah, owner. She probably got That's paid. why it can't be a setup. The salon owner wasn't in on it. She saw it after the fact and That's it. Right, and then she got. And you know what? If I own something and somebody that worked for me was using my business to earn money and I was getting cut out of that loop, I would be pretty bitter about it. So I'll go ahead. Everett, be careful. I'll, I'll she, jump. Probably, she probably got paid. I'll jump ship and say that uh, he just let us know that we can't make money on and and pod without him. He did. He heard, I heard that say, I'm, "I'm gonna make game a podcast." No. And he was like, uh, "Can I put it on in pod? Can I put it on?" You heard the confession yeah. live here, folks. If, if you guys I, are our witnesses. When, said, when, when this thing blows up and royalty starts setting in, you guys already heard that. He said, "I'm gonna cut us hey, out." Hey, 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 I totally hey, missed all of it. Listen, listen now. Listen now. Hey, listen now. The podcast is my idea. Listen now. Listen now. Hey, no, hold on, hold on. What y'all do? Hey, no. Hey, Phil, you can do your voice now. Oh man, I totally missed the whole thing. Everett and Jose just being racist. <laughs> Dude, I, I literally think, though, back to Pelosi, the, the it was a setup was honestly, the audacity of saying that was honestly much worse than the actual crime. Bro, she's, she's a Democrat. She thinks everyone that the, follows her is stupid, and she's right. Damn. The audacity, dude. You can't say that. Come out wow. You can't say that. Setup. Wrong with it, you? It, it's just like Elizabeth Warren telling people she's gonna invent things if she becomes president. Like how how dumb does she think her followers are? <laughs> she did, she's she, gonna invent hey, things. Hey, hey, to be she's honest, gonna get things invented that's gonna fix all our problems. Hey, to be honest, she ain't making that far either. So they kind of got it. Neither did Kamala Harris. That's a good point. Yeah, and, and she's now the VP pick. Hey, Not based on the merit. I'm about to win my thousand dollar bet when they move. Or I'm sorry, my I bet a hundred dollars on her. I think she was two thousand to one or plus two thousand. I put a hundred bucks on her, and uh, as soon as they move her to the top of the ticket, I'm getting paid. You guys laughed at me for that bet four years ago. No, that's awesome. Specifically, where that was are my you Trump Missouri? money. It was like leftover Trump money. I was like, man, <laughs> bet it on something. Hey, that's awesome, man. Specifically in Missouri, where are you? He doesn't need to uh, say that. Ozark area. <laughs> yeah, I'm southern. Missouri. Southern Missouri. Oh, okay. Is that an open carry state? Uh, it's open carry. It's constitutional carry very recently. Um, I see quite a few of them actually too. All right. Never mind. Then I won't be seeing you soon. All right. So uh, final thoughts on the, on the setup. Pelosi setup. Phil, kick us off. Open carry is safe, man. So um, <laughs> it is. It is. I no, mean, I'm laughing because we're just messing around about your bet. Just imagine, we, dude, when a cop's there with his gun out, this do people do dumb shit? <laughs> anyway, final final thoughts about Pelosi. So, yes, please. Um, 
uh, I, I, I think I already said it, man. I, I feel like she quadrupled down on the stupidity. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, you never see the you never see the. It, this is this is another. I never had sexual sexual relations with that women woman. That's the one I would compare it to. I think you had it right when you said women, though. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, all the smoke, all of that. <laughs> no, you see, you, you hit the nail on the head. That's a very fair comparison. So, uh, good, well said. Uh, my final thoughts on there is, you're right. The 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 follow up on getting busted, and then pretending like you didn't get busted, is the more inflammatory thing. Like she got caught, and then she was like, "No, no, you didn't catch me." In fact, the person that showed you the information that exposed me is the person at fault, not me. That's that's insanity. So I, I think that you're right. Democrats, uh, not not the people, but the the politicians. They they always think less of their constituents and their and their voters. They conti- oh, that's a hundred percent. They continuously do do do. They act out this way, and uh, make 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 themselves feel like they're smarter than everyone else. They feel like when they say these things, people aren't going to catch on. They really are smarter than everyone else. No, no, they're not. But guess what? They're not wrong if you guys keep voting in that direction. I don't know. I think it's both sides, man. No, and, and 100%. It, it, these, these kind of things are done on both sides. Mm-hmm. But people on the right tend to lean more towards open thinking, critical thinking. People on the left just, they want to go along with whatever the mainstream media is, 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 is a re- putting out. A Republican, a Republican, if the Republicans were for this these lockdowns and, and you had a Republican governor of California and you had a Republican speaker of the House... That guy would have already stepped down. I'm telling you, and and and, and what you're saying, Jose, 100 percent about critical thinking is it's like it, the the Democrat constituents think that the Democrats can do no wrong. By the time, especially me or you, where we went from being a Democrat to cross over to Republican, we're criticizing Shout everybody. Out to 2015. We're Shout criticizing out to 2015, for me. 2015 for me. So we're criticizing everybody right so so yeah. if it like we we have this we we've created this structure where if i'm gonna fault pelosi for this if i'm gonna fault obama who i voted for twice for this Same. i'm not gonna then let a republican hey, slide on it i'm not gonna say that y'all don't but i'm gonna say that most republicans don't i think it's the same most republicans don't what don't criticize their own pardon i don't i, I don't believe that i'd have to see more oh, proof I, of that. well i wouldn't even call myself a republican honestly. okay there you go you, you wouldn't call me a Republican either. I, I I like Bill Clinton better than both of the Bushes. Yeah, you should. That makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know anyone. Yeah. I, I don't know any you're person. More in, you're more independent. The problem with being independent, you, you got to pick a side at some point. I don't that, think anyone who, who even voted for them likes them. So that's that's. But that's what Jose is saying, Everett, is that the Republican constituents are more critical of the politicians to begin with. You correct. think so, though? And I don't know if correct. I agree with that. Correct. Well, I would Republicans, because totally, I think that Rand so, Paul is more of a Republican than we give him credit for. He's an independent. Rand Paul is a shit, though. I, I can't. Rand, Paul, Rand Paul's exactly. a liberal, man. Yeah. Rand Paul Paul's then that's the type liberal. of conservative that I am. Yeah, I like Rand Paul. I'm the type of conservative that if I go out to eat, people are going to yell at me for not being liberal enough. Because that's what happened to him after the RNC. He was at the RNC. They attacked him. There were Republicans at the DNC that did not get attacked. So let's try to keep things as fair as possible. You know what it is? Rand Paul does a really good well, job so of... Rand Paul is what? Like a, he's like a... He's like a um, 
individual collectivist, I guess. Like, so he has certain socialistic ideas, but he's more he's individual. Little, uh, he's a little uh, libertarian. Okay. Yeah. Who was the last Republican that got caught something, caught doing something on this type of level in the public eye? Like Pelosi. You mean the people that were involved with the whole? Uh, they were accused on the whole uh, stock market thing that. When when Corona was gonna hit, they were part of the the, the panel or whatever it is, and they the got. Force? That's the, not the even look look. Do you, you know that you know that you know that our elected officials they actually can't get charged with insider trading. Yes, I knew that. I did know that too, actually. Two thirds of so us knew that. So these guys, if anybody thinks Nancy Pelosi is like smarter than uh, than the hedge funds, because her per- portfolio has done better than. Some of the most prolific hedge funds that exist, like it's the Ray insider Dalio's. information that is not considered insider information. True. And probably- I got to give a shout out to Bernie here, who I would never vote for, but I got to give him credit. He didn't the make DNC money off said the same thing. He didn't make any money off any insider trading his entire career. I think, no, honestly, the, I think he, he was honest and he was. Forthright, but unfortunately, the DNC would not allow somebody who was so anti-establishment to run on the DNC platform. That's because his his party doesn't exist yet in America, and it won't. My second prop to Bernie is the fact that he literally got rich through capitalism, selling books about communism, about hating people getting rich. Yeah, that is pretty funny. It, I, it, look, only in America, I love it, and i got to give him props for it. Now I'm well, going to tell give, you where I don't like the guy. Don't give him props. Give America props. Uh, I mean, oh, no, I give him props for it because that's his own little that's his own little hustle, right? Like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk all this trash about how much I hate people getting rich, and then I'm going to get rich doing that. That's only true. in America. you got to love it. Yeah, his so, hustle is greater than so, my hustle. So back, but back here's to my criticism of Bernie, my biggest criticism of Bernie – is that this party and their leaders at the DNC, which I believe to be Jeff Bezos, Silicon Valley, and a lot of other hedge funds, Goldman Sachs, how many times did they pay Hillary to speak? Okay, so Wall Street and Silicon Valley, essentially, is who I believe runs the DNC. Those people never thought that they could buy or own Bernie. Those are the people that did not allow Bernie on the ticket. And then Bernie turns around and endorses their handpicked candidates, one after the other. So I'm like, Bernie, if you're going to go ahead and do that, why didn't you participate in the Pelosi hedge fund? That's a good question. It's, I it's, agree. A, it's, a, it's a very. Do you question. have the answer, Phil? Anyways, I want to I want to circle back a little bit to the to the original topic here at hand. Wait, why didn't Phil answer? Yeah, that's weird. Phil, are you still on? You still here? You here, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. No, I don't have any answer. Okay. Other than so, circling back to 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 what I initially said and what Phil was trying to uh, elaborate on. Every time that that Trump's done something wrong, where where it's it's clearly he's in the wrong, I've called him out on it, and and I'm I've been a huge supporter of his since 2016. Do you mind giving us an example? Because it, one of the examples is the way he's handled the coronavirus pandemic. He should the, have handled it better. He should have handled it better, and he should have. Uh, How, and he what should, is better for him? Better for him means that he should have done what 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 Trump wanted to do, rather than listening to to everyone else around him. Oh, so his handling of the coronavirus would have been better if he had 
stay true to his focus on the economy. Correct. Stay true to his focus on the economy. I don't think we can talk about any I don't think we can talk about any anybody handling the coronavirus because it's not over yet. And Cor- Trump's a chess player. It's a good so I think we're still in the middle of his move. No, uh, 100%, but but my personal opinion is that he wasn't true to himself. He he let a lot of the liberal caved? governors. He caved. He caved. He let a lot of liberal governors and 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 Pelosi and the gang pressure him by making decisions based on what was their point of view rather than his point of view. We I didn't, think that was the test move that we haven't seen unfold yet. We we allowed we we voted for him to be president. We elected him to be president. I want Trump decisions. I don't want Pelosi decisions in the White House. And and I think largely he's he's allowed a lot of that to happen, especially in California, where where they're still locked down for the most part in a lot of businesses. You think you still can't go to a sit down restaurant in California. You can't go get your hair done, yeah, as we've seen. Yeah, with no, Pelosi. you can. They're, they're all they're all they've they've created outdoor seating. Well, that's the thing though is not all of them can create outdoor seating. So if you didn't have the foresight to open up a business that had outdoor seating capacity or the ability to expand then unfortunately you were left out. Is that a fair assessment of the situation? Well, if you drive up Ventura Boulevard right now, it's actually kind of scary what some of these restaurants have done. But no, you're, you, what you were saying is absolutely correct. I'd say a good, I'd say 40% are gone and never coming back. Yeah, um, that's a now, scary number. Oh, it's insane. Like, that's why I keep saying like the, you know, these numbers, the, the first conversation about the, the kids, that's just going to explode. Um, we, we haven't seen the fallout. I mean, you know, if you want to go back to 2007, 2008, 2009, um, they were talking about the recession for a year before uh, 5% of people said we were in one. So the, the, these Wait, things I'm sorry, take I said, a long say that one more time, time. The last part. I said they were talking about the recession all of 2007 before about 5% of people said we were actually in one. Is that in regards and to like then, the, some of the people? And then it was about short? another six months where the whole world said we were in one. Do you think that was in regards to the big short? Because there were some people that spoke out uh, adamantly, but then there were others that just chose to ignore the information that was coming. I don't know out. what you mean if it was in regards to the big, the big short told a portion of this story. Um, so so it basic, basically... Anytime people are calling recessions, it's a small amount of people. This is what happened in 2007. It was a very small amount of people going, it's a recession. And 98% of people were like, shut up, you know? So uh, as time goes by and the fallout actually starts to occur, and the Big Short showed the story very well, he was early on that trade. The Big Short showed the story where he made the trade and everyone was laughing at him. And months went by where he was paying these premiums to hold these financial products that he actually got the banks to invent for him. Because they were trying to force him out, right? So, well, no. Well, I mean, if you look at it now, imagine imagine shorting the stock market uh, a month ago. In my opinion, off of fundamentals, and this is why you'll watch any money managers and any any of these people that are that are that know what they're talking about, off of fundamentals. Uh, shorting the stock market a month, two, three months ago, and after the V-shaped recovery, we basically actually saw. Um, if you shorted the stock market after that, you're smart. Now you'd be losing a ton of money right now because the thing keeps going up. So this goes back to the, the, the best phrase that was ever coined about this, which came from Alan Greenspan: irrational exuberance. Assets are never priced accurately. You either have too many buyers irrationally buying it up or you have too many sellers irrationally selling it. 
Now, we tend to think, oh, this is the price of gold. So the market knows and this makes sense. Well, it doesn't. That's the gold, constant state you know, of equilibrium, right? You're not never in equilibrium in, 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 in assets being traded. It's constantly in my trying to find itself. It's, and you're never even close. You're always behind. You're always way behind or way ahead. So, I mean, you look at it like right now, if you you look at a, a Marriott, this is a stock I actually looked at recently. It's got a 74 price to earnings ratio. What that means is you're literally paying 74 times what the company makes in a year. To oh, give no. you uh, uh, some reference points here, uh, hotel stocks and restaurant stocks and things like that trade at 15, 12, 20 in a great market. Okay, which means that that's a bubble. Like hotel stocks at a 20 price earnings ratio is a bubble. These are basic fundamentals. It's trading right now at like 75. That's more of an Apple uh, price to earnings ratio. Now, the reason a tech company gets a price to earnings ratio that trades at much higher levels, even in normal situations, is because of their ability to scale versus a restaurants or versus a car dealerships. You guys know car dealerships. Well, Toyota's the holy grail. They trade at eight times, uh, eight times yearly earnings. Same thing. If you want to buy a Toyota dealership, you're paying eight times what that what that dealership makes. It drops all the way down to Kia. Uh, last time I checked in Kia, you can buy for three and a half times. These are average what those points trade for. It's the same thing in the stock market. So, but none of this stuff. The, the dealerships is actually much more at an equilibrium than an asset that's traded on a public market constantly for a certain period of time, like a stock or gold or bonds uh, or anything like that. Those those are never in equilibrium. It, equilibrium happens for a split second as the massive sell off or the massive buy up takes place. And we got way off track there, but I, I hope that I hope that made sense the way that I said it. No, that's all good. Hey, uh, everything we talk about is related in some way, shape, or form. So uh, I think we've already got our closing comments. So uh, I'm going to move on to our last topic. And uh, I say last topic uh, with a grain of salt because there's a chance that we talk over a few other issues as well that are of interest to us. But our last topic that's listed is Operation Safety Net. Uh, they've been given some different names across different uh, parts of the United States. But essentially, all of these operations are tied to the U.S. Marshal's Office working in conjecture with local law enforcement and what they are working together on is the ending of you know um, child prostitution child pornography other uh, issues that are related to that and they have been getting a lot of people that have been arrested detained um, you know sought after and caught in regards to these measures so it seems like things are going very well my question is what do we think that the success rate is attributed to? Is it Gisley Maxwell? Is it Ashton Kutcher? Is it other areas where there's some overlap? But it just seems like we're having a higher rate of success than what would be expected to be normal. In my opinion, if anything, it would be uh, Maxwell because she would have some um, some kind of insider information because she's been involved in the rings like that for so long. What do you think, Phil? I have no idea. Um, the one thing I don't like about the whole Maxwell Epstein situation is that somehow they're trying to portray to us that this is two people. I agree. And these same two people are wrapped up with royalty and presidents. 
and they're trying to make the whole thing fall on two people. And you've got islands and ranches, and now you had some underground lair at some Michigan college. Did you guys read that one? I might be wrong on the state. I didn't guy, hear that one. Ep- Epstein had an underground lair at a college. I'd never heard of that one. Look it up. You guys should pull it up. It's it's recent. So, wow. so my, my it, 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 I'd like to get into if, if we're going to talk about this. I'd like to get into Trump wishing uh, Maxwell well because I think that went way over uh, people's heads, including uh, um, um, Sterling and, and Jose when it first came out, if I remember correctly, from the way I interpret it, and, and the way I interpreted that was. Uh, I hope she does well, too. I hope she stays alive. I hope she doesn't get mysteriously hung in her jail cell because, like you said, Everett, um, totally agree with you. She's got a lot of information. And it's not just two people running this enterprise. And these same two people are mixed up with presidents and royalty. You know, in a lot of the media outlets and a lot of the uh, bloggers on social media, they've they've accused Trump of wishing a a charged uh, sex offender with with uh, well wishes mm-hmm. but he's called uh they they compare it to calling Colin Kaepernick a son of a bitch and stuff like that so he's he's calling these social justice advocates names but you know wishing well on someone who's involved in child trafficking many people think that- many, many people didn't see what Phil saw or or heard what Phil heard you know what i mean explain Phil i'm i'm curious now actually there's there's so i think that's a level 1 to the discussion you know, you've got you've got um, the higher level of how we read things, right? And then you got to go into the weeds to level two, and then you can go all the way in the weeds down to like level six, right? You can keep going in the weeds, kind of like we did in the last conversation where we were starting talking about one thing, and I ended up talking about money, right? Right. It's like I went I went down to level two, went like backwards a little bit, down to level four, came up to level five, like so. Just just the just saying, oh, he wished a child. Uh, uh, you know, whatever you want to, whatever child yeah, trafficker, child trafficker okay? yeah. well, um, is just a level one part of the conversation, you know, especially with Trump, even if I was a liberal, I'd have to think that I'd be reading into his words more than just taking what he says right then and there and, and memeing that, you know, and, uh, wishing her well to me was, I would have wished Jeffrey Epstein well, not well in I hope you get out of jail. And here's the thing. Is that woman ever getting out of jail under any circumstances ever? Could Trump even wish that she gets out of jail? Is that what he wished? No. So the only thing he could possibly be wishing on her, just through logic, and stop me if I'm wrong or you think he could be wishing something else. Just is that she stays logic, alive. Is that she stays alive. That's the only thing he could be wishing. I gotta be honest. I go back and forth sometimes. If, if Trump is a genius or if he's just inept, and it's his actions make it so indecipherable, it makes me hard to. It makes me hard to read. To be honest with you, you know what I gotta tell all three of you, and I've been telling everybody this: read his book, The Art of the Deal. If you want to understand Trump? The Art of the Deal. Read his book because it's so convoluted today who this man is. And I'll tell you what I, my, my main takeaway from reading his book is it made him a lot more human. But what, what, what happened after that was a glimpse into how his mind works. 
And a lot of this stuff starts to starts everything that's happening. If you read his book, because who Trump is today, even in my mind, is so much different than if I picked that book up again, because there's just so much Trump information out there nonstop. And even if it's if it's me, Sterling or Jose defending him, it's a different Trump than than pre President Trump. Hmm. There's way too much noise, is what I'm saying. No, I agree. To, to try to to try to decipher Trump today, there's way too much noise. The best thing you can do to possibly ever decipher Trump, and you don't even have to pick up Art of the Deal. That's the one I'd recommend. But you can you can pick up Think Big and Kick Ass. The guy's got like 20 books. You bring up a great point. It's very hard to get uh, non-biased information on somebody that's so uh, polarizing. Well, he wasn't polarizing and until so 2016. So much has happened with him recently in the past four years I read a, that everything we relate to him goes just sticks in this time frame. The, if you really want to understand the guy, the you got to go look at his stuff before he was president. The only thing I've ever read now with the same conversation, racist? I can get into my <laughs> criticisms on him too. The only thing I've ever read about Trump before now is um, is a Rolling Stone article from like 1990. And the person is they they describe as a person we see now in office. So I don't know if it was like. Um... Well, you said you can't figure him out. Yeah. And what I told you is read not read articles about him, read him. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's nothing better than reading, uh, uh reading his book. You know what I mean? Because he he's he didn't write them, right, Phil? He he had someone write with him. It's him, man. If you reading Trump is one of the funnest things to read. I read a lot, and Trump puts you in this like I don't even know how to explain it. Um, it, it it's a it's a positive attitude. Um, it, it's a it's affirmation stuff, and the guy just hits you when you read him. He hits you with all of his rules. Can I interrupt to agree so, with you? Can I interrupt to agree with you? So Candace, well, let me real real quick. The 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 reason. I, I, I say this is because if you if you if you read his rules that he lives by, think big and kick ass is kind of funny a funny book. He's even got a chapter in there on a prenup. Um, but <laughs> um, if you go back to Art of the Deal, which was written uh, I believe thirteen years earlier in nineteen eighty four, he has done pretty well on his divorces. So here, here's yeah, the thing: Art of the Deal, the guy doesn't curse one time in that book. He sounds totally presidential. This, this book's 1984. The guy doesn't curse. He sounds presidential. The Think Big and Kick the the uh, Think Big and Kick Ass book from 2007. He's cursing all over it. He's bragging, but not bragging because he says, "I never kiss and tell," but I've been with all these celebrities. Very interesting <laughs> to read both of those books. Um, he's a much more presidential person in the 1984 book than he is in the 2007 book. Um, but the biggest takeaways from reading these books are are his lo is his logic, and it's a very simple logic. Trump has a very very simple logic. If you come at me, I'm coming back at you. That's one of his rules. So I, I'm not going to go into it too much. But I mean, the main point is if you're if, if you want to figure out Trump, read read his read him, read his actual books that he wrote. And you say other people wrote them, but. I, I know it's like a ghostwriter slash type of deal, Jose, um, but 
if you just pick up the art of deal and read chapter one, you're going to think he wrote it. It's him. Like it's his vibe. It's his words. It's the way he talks, uh, et cetera. It's definitely, I mean, it's, you're reading Trump. Bigly. <laughs> Bigly. Exactly. Nice. Hey, we got off topic, but in the best way possible, great information. Um, so let's do our closing thoughts on Operation Safety Net. I know it's a little ridiculous, but uh, Trump has got a lot of credit for the um, closing in on people that are associated with child human trafficking. So let's get our final thoughts on that. I'll kick it off. Uh, Operation Safety Net has been a huge success in my opinion. Where the information has come from, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe it's uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Maybe it's other sources. It's hard to say. But regardless of whatever the root cause is, we're getting more sex offenders um, put into the um, penal si- uh, system. And that's what it's all about. We catching them. We yeah. catching them. That's all that matters, man. There you go. There's, there's, I don't you care. said it so there's, much better than I could. Yeah, for uh, real. I don't... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't cut you off. No, but, go ahead. Ever, hey, it's this time you cut me off. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> you know it's crazy. I don't care. If I heard that it was left over from the last administration. I don't care about that. I don't care if it was Trump who did it. I don't care if it was because of Maxwell. I don't care if it's because of Epstein. I don't care what it, what the reason is. I don't why care. I I don't care. The I point care is, we catching them. Yeah, yeah, we catching them. Yeah, That's yeah, all that matters. Exactly. I don't care about none of the other stuff. The politics don't matter to me. Nice. Well said. You too, Jose. For what yeah, you were I mean, able to say. there's, there's, I don't and think there's anything. No, I'm joking. I don't <laughs> think there's anyone on a, any side of the political spectrum that's going to be able to say anything negative about this. If you're a human being and you care about our our future and our future is our children, you care about this this issue. And I think we need a lot more when you hear the number eight hundred thousand. We 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 do need a lot more, and I I don't understand how any of these stories aren't the 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 top focus of, you, of, of the of the major news. Wait, so that's the number of caught so far, 800,000? And how long has that's it been? That's the number of missing children in America. Right oh, okay, thank you. I was about to say, wow. That's insane. That is. You're right. Whose it, kids are those? It's, 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 your, it's your neighbors, man. You got, it's you your neighbors. You got to remember, there's, there's a lot of broken homes. Missing kids. Do you meet people with missing kids? But if, that's a huge you number. Wouldn't, but you, you wouldn't meet. You know what's interesting? We don't meet that people, many people with missing kids. Yeah, yeah. We, the three of us have kids. So yeah. that's really crazy. Because because people. So what's the, what's the United States population like hey, right now? No, I'm, I'm, my kids are a little hey, older bro. than your guys' kids, and, and hey. my kids have friends that go missing all the time. What? Yeah, this, this is this is a thing. I don't think the majority of them. Are, I can't are, think of are, any person of any kid that went missing when I was in high school. I have no, I've never met anybody who went missing. I, I do. Dipped, I do. Dipped. I don't know anybody I, like that. I do, That's but crazy. I have. But my no my idea. my youngest is ten. My oldest is thirteen. So I I do have kids. Six and kids, four for me. I do have kids in the age group where their friends are are, are Yo, acceptable. I'm about to homeschool my did son right now. Are you serious right now? In any of your, did any kids go missing in any of your schools when you were growing up? No. I've gotten an email before for that, but other than a one-time email about one person. No, I no, he means your school growing up. No, not my school. Are you kidding me? That never happened. Yeah, no, not that I know of. I know, I know other people who died, but I don't know about who yeah, went exactly. missing. Yeah, no, I know kids who went missing, but it was a lot of it was drug child trafficking. Yeah. It was kids who yeah. thought they were Ninja Turtles because you know I, I grew up during the right. Ninja Turtles. Wait, me too. That's my favorite. That's my favorite shit of all. I time. went to you know, a lot of. I, there were kids here school. in Florida that went into like the sewer system, pretending they were. I went Ninja to a lot of private school. schools, and I know they were in my elementary school. 
there's a senior class of one school that I went to where someone told me half of the senior class died of an overdose already. God, dog. Pri- private schools. Wow. But yeah, I didn't. They got that money. This. Private schools got that private money for them private yeah. drugs. The only yeah, party exactly. I ever went to with a bunch of drugs. That's was what I was saying. Rich, rich people kids. have their own. Rich people have their own struggles in life too. Think about that. So, but, but, um, and I was, I'm not, I was, I wasn't rich. I was fortunate to go to schools. Uh, and then, uh, obviously I, you know, I had, I had to make it on my own. I was, I was in the job you guys had at 21 years old. And, uh, you know, actually my car was in repossession when I got that job and I had no electricity. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a whole nother story, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I empathize with everybody. Um, just, just being around so many different, uh, places, that, uh, you know, I, I know Baron Trump has his own struggles. You know, everybody's got their own struggles. Doesn't matter where you're from, what you're doing. I mean, it, it, it's it's all unique to your situation. No, it's 100%. It's just like us, you know, complaining about our daily struggles and, and, and people calling it first world problems. That's true. When You heard about Baron Trump, they, they, Trump they having a time machine? Did you world. hear about that? Oh, this, that book? Yeah, did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah. So, what guy. was it? That he he's a time machine. He's from the future or some shit like that. Yeah, that, like that 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 is Baron that Trump like, is really like uh, like Baron Trump is no. really like the you know Trump as a child who got access to a time machine and came to the future and yeah, it, it's it's this book. It, no, no, it's a it's yeah, a real so, book. Well, well, Sterling, this whole it's question hilarious. seems like you wanted to lead into the Q QAnon stuff. It, it's yeah, it's not no, QAnon stuff. Talking about it, no. I'm just saying this seems like that. No, it's not that. It, it's not this that. this it, is a, this a is book. a real book that was written when when was it? Ever it's like two years ago, right? No, no, no. The, the book was written like way before Trump was even a, a oh, thing. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Baron, was, Baron Munchausen. You're talking about um, the actual yeah I, yeah 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 yeah. So like 2014. I, I, I want. I, I feel no. like saying no. Like this book was over. It's over a hundred years old. Yeah, really? it's, it's an yeah. old ass book. Yeah. It's a, it's an old book. Where the where the the main character in the book is named Baron Trump. His dad's the president. Like all kinds of events happen that are very similar to to, to events that happened in the last couple of years. Interesting. It's, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And it's. it's I, I, I need that information. If you guys can send that to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got your contact information. We'll send it to you. Hey man, Phil. This is the longest I've ever talked to you before, man. Nice talking to you, brother. Yeah, good talking to you, man. Sorry, I uh, I I, uh, I need to uh, I get back in a place where I can uh, I can listen more and and I, and I don't interrupt as much. But uh, that that is my natural my natural state. Unfortunately, still working on it at thirty seven. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, this uh, this so the question back to the question. I mean, it I've never. I've never known anybody that had missing kids. So, and that eight that eight hundred thousand number, I so had Phil, to fact check it myself. Sorry to cut you off, but the the Baron Trump novels, where he's the main character, were written in in eighteen eighty nine and eighteen ninety three. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's insane. What do you think? About we that? could get we could get a lot more conspiratorial and get into other crazy stuff that's similar to that. I, hey, I, what if he's I, building I a time machine right now? I'm going to get as conspiratorial as I'll get with this one statement. I truly believe there's two sets of knowledge on this planet, and one's being hidden from us. Dang, might you be a, a Mason? Because Masons say that too sometimes. It, it, it's, uh, it, it really, I mean, if you look how distorted they try to teach history today and they try to rewrite everything as it's happening, um, 
there's two sets of there's there's definitely two two sets of information on this on this planet and nobody on this podcast right now has access and and most people that are listening or pretty much everybody listening probably does not have access to that uh uh that that higher um, so, so read that this, higher level of knowledge. Read this, I agree. Listen to this Wikipedia excerpt on the book. It says uh, Lockwood published the first novel, Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and His Wonderful Dog Bulger, in 1899, and its sequel, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, in 1893. The novels recount the adventures of the German boy. Did Wilhelm, you buy these books? Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump, who goes by Baron Trump, as he discovers weird underground civilizations, offends the natives. <laughs> oh my god stop stop, stop. <laughs> what is it what is the name of this book the first one is uh little baron trump and his wonderful dog bulger adventures of little baron trump i'm sorry and the second one is baron trump's marvelous underground journey uh the baron trump collection on paperback travels and adventures of little baron trump go for it i, I is that I, the yeah, we 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 need we That's need it? yeah we need to get this. Yeah, wait, uh, Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. Yes, it's only, a... it's only six bucks. You know what's That's interesting is what I was just talking about about that second set of information. There's a lot of books out there that they kept at like a thousand dollars to get the book. Damn, really? There's a there's a couple books I can find that you still can't get, and. You know, those those books, there's one book I read that came out like that, and it's not anymore, but Peter Thiel's book, when it first came out, it's called Zero to One. Great book. I've got, I, I gave it to my software developer, and I've got the entire thing underlined and highlighted and everything else. I need to get another copy. But when that book first came out, it was like $900. You see, my privilege has been being able to say on air, my software developer. Yeah, $900. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you, Phil. No, but now I got a book. God damn. Hold on, um, Baron. I'm at, I'm buying them right now on the podcast. There's some, book, there's some books by Stokely Carmichael you can't get either. It's hard to get. Yeah, like find somebody who has them. I got one. Wasn't there another book about about uh, Ingersoll Lockwood? This huh? Ingersoll Lockwood is the correct author. Yes, Ingersoll that's correct. A good book. Yeah, I'm buying them. I'm going to read them. I'll let you guys know. Hey, send, send it to me when you finish. I'll pay you for it. All right. You got a book coming out, too, that we can promote? Not yet. No, I don't. <laughs> you got a book coming out soon? No? No, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, man, man. you, you this, this lying? This is all lies. You here lying? This is all lies. Pelosi-ass Why are you always lying? Do you know how to read? Like uh, I might run for president. I don't know yet. Do you mess with the war? <laughs> Joe Biden. Do you fuck with Benji? <laughs> I, it would seem that we were artists to talk about y'all. You, you ready to uh, to uh, wrap this thing on up? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we've 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 covered all the topics. We've got a lot to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. We've got the Yam Your Art Is a Mirror podcast launching Word soon. Up. And and by soon, I mean within the next week or so i i hope to get an invitation for episode one but if not i understand i do tend to cut you off i hate to do that on your own podcast now you catch his hands and i do have, i do have a book coming out by the way guys i just uh I'm oh not, shit it's, uh, yeah it's it's got to be uh you know i'm gonna i'm not doing it everything's got to be perfect for me almost perfect nothing's perfect but uh i'm not i'm not a uh, uh 
uh, advertising it yet. Thank you for bringing that up. You're absolutely right. Um, Essential News Discussion has the inside track on some articles, posts, books, content that's going to be very beneficial to you. And that's our goal is to provide you that beneficial content. So if you have any questions, reach out to us and we'll get you the information as soon as we are able. Real quick, before we end this, Phil, do you think that we're going to be able to make your book available via FF Creations site on EssentialNewsDiscussion.com? Absolutely. It's going to be at first. It'll be available at Amazon. Um, But yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously. That's cool, man. That one, that. That's awesome, man. We're so excited. We're looking forward to that. We're going to promote the... I mean, let's just be honest. We're gonna put the shit out of you. I'm be real, man. Sterling, Sterling, saucy as fuck right now. I can see it. He's he's a little, little tipsy right in his corner right now. L- listen, man. This is a family show, and you both have been laying down the cuss words lately. And 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 you just saying what you just said about him, saucy as fuck, expose how saucy you are yourself, sir. <laughs> That's a good point. The sauce I can't argue that. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. It's, it's been a fun episode where uh, I want to shout out Phil. He's been a great guest, and I hope that we can have him again on the show soon. Uh, Sterling, what do you got to end, to end the night? I'll make uh, not a plea, but one more attempt to make sure we secure the business of thefactual.com. Thefactual.com makes a very good um, news blog and newsletter about hmm. – the news content going on. They have a proprietary algorithm that they use so that way they can provide you the news stories that are most relevant. And um, that has been a very important concept to me. And I've been in contact with them specifically about providing this benefit. So hopefully we're able to work out an agreement soon. Um, I know Catherine and um, Catherine's been my main point of contact. So Catherine and the other co-owner of contributors the, yeah, contributors of the factual are going to be very beneficial moving forward and i look forward to talking with them about several different issues as we uh, look to grow both of us so that's all i have awesome ever what you got to sign up all i got to sign on is hopefully in two weeks we have or we're gonna have sorry jose we have yams up and in my first episode, we should have a guest on it also. It, it, so there's a guest coming. My goal for his first episode is to have, whether it's him, whether it's a guest, somebody's going to spit some bars. He's always trying to give me spit bars. I have no idea why. Hey, hey dude, I, who, I, wants to, who wants to do the MAGA challenge with me? The what? Listen, Wait, what is this? I, I don't know about the, the MAGA, MAGA challenge, challenge, but maybe we can get Phil to call in and spit some bars. Not just MAGA bars, man. It got to be non, non-politic bars. None. No, no. The, the only thing I might do is this MAGA challenge. So, so tell us about the MAGA challenge. What is it? Bring out my, bring out my inside, uh, my inside rapper. Okay. Wait, wait, what? No MAGA yeah, the bars, MAGA man. Challenge. Just, just do regular yeah, bars. Show, show Everett what the MAGA challenge is. But anyways, guys, I just want to the thank you guys all for tuning. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because we need to blow up the MAGA challenge. The MAGA challenge, Everett, is uh, these uh, people getting online and wrapping their support for Donald Trump. Said no and Donald Trump bars. actually tweeted it out, and he said he's going to pick the winner. No way. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So, so you're gonna, that's, so you're gonna drop some bars for the MAGA challenge? 
I might, man. No, no, no. We don't need you. Would, that that that's gonna be the headlining act of episode one of the Yayum podcast. We don't allow pol- political stuff on there, but if you're gonna drop your bars for the MAGA challenge, we might have to make an exception. <laughs> Ever, what do you think? I don't know. I gotta think about it overnight. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little tipsy right now. I gotta like take a take a nap first. You ever ever said I ain't, I ain't put a no maga nothing on my show? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, man. Hey, listen, man. There, there there might be enough rap fans on the on the regular end pod where we can have it on here. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, no, there's thank no you guys for having fans. me on. Listen, um, man. We we appreciate. Yeah, you. for real, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, guys. It, I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, I I love being a part of it and. Uh, and uh, it was great, man. Awesome, man. Thank right, talk well, to you, brother. You. All right, guys. Well, this is Jose signing off for this week's podcast. Sterling signing off, too. Thank you guys for listening. And this is your boy, Everett. I'm out. I don't like the way you said play. But anyways, guys, have a good night. Wow. All right, good night, y'all.